do this. Get set. Headed for the open door. This is Running Flat Radio with Chris Yuzinski on AM 800 CKLW, the information station. Running Flat Radio is a paid program on AM 800. That day, for no particular reason, I decided to go for a little run. And that might be just the spark that people need. It's uh, Running Flat Radio, Chris Yuzinski, Kelly Steele from the Windsor Star. Welcome to Running Flat Radio. For those who are not familiar with Running Flat Radio, we are a show dedicated to endurance sports, uh, most notably running. Uh, running Flat produces, uh, I don't know, 14 runs annually uh, in the Windsor kind of Detroit market and, and many more that we're doing across the country. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, we, we just came across one of our... our, our Big, big weekends. We mm -hmm. just came out of Run for Heroes weekend. You might hear a little bit of tiredness in my voice. Did you get some sleep? Eventually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we kind of go three days without without sleep, right? At the, because, at the finish line, you looked a little dazed oh, there. <laughs> someone came up to me on Tuesday after the expo and they said, I've done your event every year. I've never seen you this tired. I said, we haven't even got to the race yet. So, uh, you know, I thank you very much for, for pointing that out. Really appreciate that. Um, you know, I'd like to bring on the line uh, our, our, our course director, Andrew Gruning. Andrew, how are you? Excellent. Yourself? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm better than the average bear, I'll tell you that much. So, Did you know, your sleep caught up yet? Uh, no, not yet. So Andrew's been on the show before kind of mm -hmm. talking about last place. And I think, I think last place for the marathon this year was was an absolute hoot. A Andrew, can you can you tell us a little bit about uh, last place? So so back of the bus, I don't like saying <laughs> last place because because that's 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 from out of the mind. But back of the bus, where the party's at this year, the marathon was a fellow by the name of Thomas from Oakville, Ontario. Now, Thomas is seventy-seven years old, and seventy-seven years young. Seventy-seven. He and looked pretty good. And, and a third. He'll point that out as well. That he's seventy-seven <laughs> and a third. <laughs> And this weekend's marathon was his 16th marathon this year. He this just year? We done one last weekend. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and? And his 198th career marathon. Holy cow. At the age of 77. That's impressive. And I, while I was riding next to him, I mean, we carried on in this beautiful conversation, and I said, I said, what are you trying to be, Ed Whitlock? And he looks over at me and goes, Ed only races one marathon a year. I do them every two weeks. You must hear some great stories back there, right, when you're uh, hanging out with those guys for that oh, long? absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so I should tell you that Thomas has agreed to come on the air with us next week. Oh, excellent. And, and really kind of go through what happened. But, but really one of, the, one of the funniest stories I heard was, was, was the, the banter between Andrew and, uh, and Thomas regarding the medals for this year's event. Oh, the medals. We had, uh, when we were getting near the finish line, we were about two kilometers out. Uh, at this point, whatever bike marshals we had left on the course were with me bringing Thomas in along with our, our, our sag wagon. So there was a big entourage. <laughs> and uh, somebody had, 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 had let on that we had run out of marathon medals. Oh, no. and, and Thomas <laughs> is in it for the medal. Which is not the case, by the way. We, we had lots right. of medals. No, we had let this on for him. So he was like, what do you mean that there, there, there's no medals left? And I said, relax. You're going to get something when you finish. Don't worry about it. I said, it, it, you know, 
I can get you two half marathons or maybe maybe four 10Ks, but you're going to get something. And he gave us this look of, 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 oh, my God. And when he finally got across the line and someone put a medal around his leg, he said, thank God there's a medal for me. And the one put it around the neck was, what do you mean? And he said, I was told they were going to put a piece of wood around my neck and send me home. <laughs> Oh, we love to have fun in the back, don't we? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And really, how, how cool is that? You know, the people who are midway in the course, you know, they don't get that nice escort. I'm starting to think that maybe I need to slow it down a lot and have that nice little entourage bringing me in. Oh, for sure. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> one day, do it last. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, of the, one of the other things that uh, we had this weekend was extreme wind. Uh, at the beginning of the race. So there wasn't any sponsor banners up, and, yeah. and we couldn't put them up because we would have lost everything. And I heard you were wrestling with the Porta Johns late at night. Yeah, I, I, Andrew and I were out, you know, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we, 3 we o'clock is what we call it. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> porta cock. Uh, porta cock is what we called it. Uh, so what ended up happening was we we lost, like, like I think on, on, on the back end, probably four, four or five Porta Johns in total that had knocked over. Uh, nice. Yeah, in a storm in the middle of the night. So here we are in the middle of the night, you know, just trying to put these Porta Johns back up. The good thing know. is they weren't used yet. They weren't used, and I, I didn't have any blue hands to, to <laughs> prove it either. Um, but, yeah, it's just part of the things that you do, right, to get a race ready, to get mm -hmm. everything proper. And, you know, because at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning is actually when we start laying the pylons down, which you saw on Saturday. Oh, my gosh. I, like I was saying to you, I always knew there was a lot of pylons. There is a lot of pylons. Oh, my gosh, on Highway 18. Well, where I saw you, Andrew, out there, there was a ton. I I, I, I wasn't, I didn't actually realize that they're that close together. So I get that there's there's how many? 2,000. 2,000. Yeah, I, I believe that. Only 2,000 Only 2,000. I'd love to be putting all those out. <laughs> oh, yeah, you get dizzy. I can you, imagine. You get absolutely dizzy. But, uh, but thank you, Andrew, for uh, for joining us, and, and maybe you can join us next week when we actually have Thomas on. Absolutely. I'd I, I I like to congratulate him. Yeah, he, he'd love to talk to you. I know that. <laughs> he, he's a great man. He yeah. actually is. And, and, you know, one of the first things he's going to say, um, what he gets a really good kick out of is when he passes by older people, that, that are sitting down and cheering him on, and he looks at me and he says, I'm 20 years older and I'm doing this. How great is that? That's very cool. That, that is great, and, and what, a, what a great inspiration. Absolutely. Thanks, Andrew, for all you do, and um, we'll probably talk to you next week. No problem. Thanks, Andrew. Bye-bye. But, yeah, you know, Run for Heroes is just, every character comes out. But it's running, right? Oh, Every yeah. runner has a story. Mm -hmm. And, uh, for instance, um, so, so this year's event... Uh, we, we did a number of changes to, to, to the course, the start, the finish. And uh, what was really incredible about the event was everyone showed up on time. We had plenty of parking. We had all of that wind. There, there was a storm that was just kind of hovering over us. Now you guys that, got lucky, eh? Well, that, that was the issue to us was we were watching this front that, that, that blew through Chicago. So we were up all night kind of watching this, this front to make sure that, that no one was going to get hurt. And that uh, if we had to postpone, we would postpone and, and, and you know, evacuate everyone yep. over to the centers and to their cars and bring them all back as this thing blew through. But uh, one of the winners this year mm -hmm. uh, was was Frank Ballestera. Mm -hmm. I saw him come across. Right. Huge lead. Correct. Fra Frank won the event at, at three hours. Mm -hmm. Frank, according to uh, a marathon statistician that got a hold of me last night, is the 37th oldest man in the world to actually um, win the marathon. Really, eh? And I thought to myself, 
30, so, so I kind of went back and forth with this statistician. And, and what, what his organization does is they actually keep track of all the marathons in the world. And in the process of doing that, what they do is they, they, they continually collect data and update it on their websites. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he reached out to me and he said, no, like, like you don't understand. If what you're saying is correct, if this man won this marathon at the age of, oh, uh, look it up, I think it's 55, um, then he is literally the 37th oldest man in marathon history globally to actually win a marathon. Well, I know that the talk was at the finish line, too, was that this guy is actually a brand-new runner. He's not like this seasoned runner who comes out and wins these marathons. Supposedly, he's just started running. Yeah. And, and you know what was cool? He waited around for the second-place runner. Did you see that? Waited around, and when the second-place guy came in, they shook hands. They both said, great race. I love seeing that stuff. And, and, but that's also, yeah, he's 55 years old. And, and he's from uh, from Mississauga, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, what a shock that is that he's the 37th oldest man in the history of there marathoning in the world to win the marathon. And he did that run for Heroes in Amherstburg this last weekend, which uh, which we'll we'll talk about it next week, but which will most likely officially be our last marathon that, that we're going to produce uh, in the town. So And you um, saw with your half, your two, your men and your women were both winners for the half. We're both local people. You have uh, Ryan Allison and Grace Baker. Ryan's a wonderful oh. runner. He's always, always there. Yeah. Uh, he, if he's not, if he's not smoking the five k course, then yeah. then he's he's up there in, in definitely the half course for sure. Well, we always see him at Blue Heron on Thursday nights when we're running our hills, and I'm with my women's group, and he's running shirtless up and down the hill. He looks like he's crazy fast, and all the ladies in my group just keep looking at him, saying, "If we keep doing this, are we going to be as fast as he is?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and and so so Brian so. Brian won, but also uh, Jay came mm-hmm. in second. What was the time difference? Oh, great question. Give me one second. I'll be able to look that up. But uh, but yeah, Jay uh, uh, Jay from 89X, who's mm-hmm. also the uh, uh, the program director here at 89X, came in in the second. So you are listening to uh, to Running Flat Radio on AM 800 CKLW. He did it 45 seconds less at the age of 34. Second place. Nice. One hour and 19 minutes. That's an awesome time for a half nice. for Jay. You're listening to Running Flat Radio on AM 800 CKLW. now at over 200 Hyundai dealers coast to coast. For six days only, almost every new 2014 Hyundai at every Hyundai dealership is priced at factory authorized clear out savings. But hurry, quantities are limited and they're selling fast. Get up to an additional $300 bonus cash for a total of $4,500 in price adjustments on select 2014 accents. Get up to an additional $1,000 bonus cash for a total of $5,000 in price adjustments on select 2014 Santa Fe Sports. Visit HyundaiCanada.com for details and see your local Hyundai dealer before this Saturday night. AM 800 invites you to celebrate a hero in your life. The Erie St. Clair Community Care Access Center is proud to be hosting the second annual series of Heroes in the Home events, recognizing caregivers in the community. Could be a family member, a healthcare professional, a friend, someone who makes it possible for others to live safely in their home and community. Anyone can be nominated as a hero in the home. Visit healthcareathome.ca to nominate a hero. Deadline is Friday, October 10th. That's healthcareathome.ca. Sponsored by AM 800 CKL. 
LW. Hot under the collar about high energy bills? <laughs> Don't sweat it. Because at North Star Windows and Doors, our manufacturing process is not only energy efficient, our products are too. Which means year-round comfort and savings. As your energy bills go down, the value of your home goes up. Talk about an airtight investment. Enjoy the North Star view and a greener future. To find the North Star dealer nearest you, call 1-877-NORTHSTAR or visit northstarwindows.com. After more than 70 years, one three-letter name in the restaurant industry touched generation after generation. TBQ, don't miss a very special dinner and tribute to Tom Rakavitas, chef, businessman, and contributor to many charities in our community. Thanks for the Memories is a celebration with hors d'oeuvres, presentations, a gourmet menu, and a toast to Tom. Friday, October 10th at St. Clair College Center for the Arts. Visit thanksforthememories.ca for tickets. This dinner gala is sponsored by the Windsor Chefs Guild, Windsor Regional Hospital, St. Clair College, and AM 800. Now the forecast from the AM 800 Weather Center. Tonight, clear, a low of 8. Tomorrow, sunny, a high of 22. Wednesday night, clear again, a low of 12. Thursday and Friday, more sunshine, high of 22. Thursday, 24 Friday. Saturday and Sunday, the sunshine continues, high of 24 Saturday, 25 Sunday. Once again, clear tonight, a low of 8. Wall-to-wall sunshine tomorrow, a high of 22. Clear again Wednesday night and a low of 12. The Morning Drive gives you that perk to start your day. On the next show, we're going to ask you what side of the bed you sleep on and why. At 620, we'll tell you about a recent survey that talked about sleeping on the left-hand side of the bed. Apparently, that's the key to a happier, less stressful life. And at 750, you could win a four-pack of tickets to see Cyrus, the hypnotist at the Chrysler Theater, if you answer the impossible question correctly. The Morning Drive, weekday mornings 5 till 9 on AM 800. Looking to start running? Strap on a pair of comfortable shoes. Now put one foot in front of the other and keep going. It's that easy. This is this is Running Flat Radio on AM 800. And welcome back to Running Flat Radio. Chris Yuzinski, Kelly Steele, still recovering from, from Heroes Weekend. It's just such a... Uh, and it's all that adrenaline, right? I mean, you Absolutely. can't sleep all weekend anyway because you've got all these people flying in and all these people who've been emailing you all year long to actually get to finally meet them, uh, which is really, for me, an incredible thing. There, there was a, a couple folks who actually ran across the finish line late in the marathon, and and they would yell at me. They'd go, yeah. are you Chris? Are you Chris? <laughs> you know, pointing at me. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, how, you know, how'd you do? And he says, I came... And ran this only because I listened to your podcast. Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah, yeah. And he says, it's "Say nice hi to, to know Kelly." Know these people, isn't that sweet? <laughs> yeah. Say hi to Kelly. Okay. Well, I will do that. But yeah, so yeah, a lot, a lot of people have been downloading uh, the podcast and kind of running with them, and and they really kind of enjoy, you know, that. Re- really, the show is really kind of based on people I want to talk to and that mm-hmm. you want to talk to, you know, and the questions that we want to know and kind of where things are going yeah. and. And because we really don't have a, a mainstream outlet like this. We obviously have, you know, Kenya Running Magazine, yep. Runner's World, uh, Get Out There Magazine, Iron Magazine. You know, like we have some great, great publications out there that service the running community. And uh, our next guest on the show is, uh, is Matt McHugh. And, and Matt is a contributor to Runner's World Magazine. Mm-hmm. And what made me reach out to Matt was because, as most listeners know, I'm a race director for the Color Run mm-hmm. uh, in Canada. And uh, one of the things that I really wanted to know was, was about this article that Matt had recently written about why many themed races 
have been failing lately. You know, uh, you know, kind of, kind of, and when he's talking failing lately, we've heard of Run or Die, which is a, a color run copycat that was in Windsor, and it was supposed to be on this last weekend, September twenty twentieth, twenty one, same weekend as Run for Heroes, and you know they had very very poor numbers, so they they absolutely canceled the event. Mm-hmm. And, and Grapes of Wrath is is done now as well. Right, Grapes of Wrath has been canceled, which is an obstacle, of course. Yep, yeah, with wine, and uh, and then there was even word of this uh, prison break event. It's it's been rescheduled to September or yeah. to spring now. Yeah, right. And you saw on, on the news too. I think it was the Boulder, Colorado. I think it was the Boulder Marathon. It was a marathon that just canceled as well. Fifteen days before race day, just canceled. I, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, so it's happening everywhere right now. Hey, Matt, welcome to Running Flat Radio. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. This is my first uh, Canadian podcast that I've been a part of. It's pretty nice for me. Yeah, we, well, free maple syrup is in the mail to you. <laughs> hey, so let me let me ask you, uh, this Boulder, Colorado Marathon. I, th- I might have the name wrong, but it was a marathon. Is, was there a marathon that was recently canceled, Matt, that you're aware of? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Oh. Yes. And I think, it, like I said, it was supposed to be. Uh, the news came out over this past weekend, and I think the, the truth is still somewhere in between what some of the reports are. Uh, and I think it came down to... Somebody said he was owed money by the race director and wasn't paid. I mean, we're talking a large sum of money, uh, five figures or, or maybe even six. Oof. So uh, what I think happened, and sometimes what happens in these races is that, you know, even in a place like Boulder, Colorado, where there's a pretty established road racing circuit, road racing community, uh, you know, these events are expensive to put on. Often the the fees, ha- the fees that the race directors pay for their, uh, you know, equipment or the their stuff needs to be put down in fa- ahead of time as a deposit, and they then rely on, you know, hopefully enough runners will sign up and pay that fee, um, and if they don't, sometimes things like this have been happening. So, what what made you write this article about why many theme races have been failing lately? That's a good question. Uh, it's, I've, I've listened to this topic within the last maybe six to eight months because we did see some of these things start to happen. Obviously, just for a little context, context the theme race industry or the sector within the theme within the road racing industry has been booming. You know, I mean, it's like the hot stock that everyone wants to buy. It's been just going up and up and up in the past couple of years. Kicked off with color run. Like you mentioned earlier, now we have theme races for every kind of fascination, whether that's a zombie run or an obstacle course or whatever you can imagine, there might be a theme race for it these days. So I think what happened was a lot of people looked at that and said, this is the hot sector that I want to be in if I'm putting on a road race. A lot of people jumped into it, some who were experienced race directors, some who had no road race (laughs) management experience or even maybe... uh, a running background, right. and we're kind of seeing the fallout now in real time as that's what's happened over the last six to eight months with, you know, it wasn't just one race in one town, it was multiple races, multiple different kinds, multiple uh, themes, and, you know, uh, well, but what's interesting is the common theme among these, as we looked into the article, we found that, you know, they're all experienced the same kind of problems, and that's why they're unfortunately leaving runners you know, without refunds and race cancellations, you know, a few days before the race. 
Yeah, you know, it, it's really interesting because, you know, as a race director, I have a really interesting perspective on, on the industry and what we do. Um, you know, it, running events properly is very, very expensive to do correctly. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, and I, 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 I preface that by saying, you know, gear is really expensive, and everyone knows the story of, of Pylon Palooza or Pylonathon or whatever you want to call it, right? That, you know, it's a $45,000 bill to own your own pylons. But, right. but you know, it, but that's just like one segment of the issue, right? There's, there's lots of expenses that, that come up that, that people have no clue about or even realize that, you know, policing costs maybe $5,000 for, for the marathon. You know, or, right, or, or, or or insurance costs. Sometimes insurance costs are kind of an overlooked line yeah. item. Uh, I was talking that this is uh, Joe DeSena who puts on the Spartan races, those obstacle course races. He's one of the the, the people that are actually doing it right. And I right. was talking to him about how much he spends, and he says he puts five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars into a new race, and he has a, a yearly marketing budget of ten million dollars. Now, again, for context's sake, the New York City Marathon, which has 50,000 runners and maybe is you know, one of the biggest races in the U.S., has an entire budget of $20 million. So this guy, for an obstacle race, is spending about half of what the New York City Marathon does for everything, and he's just spending it on, on marketing. And I think while Joe has been able to successfully navigate this world, uh, at, the, at the lower end of the spectrum, a lot of people are saying, I'm going to put on this race, they don't quite have a sense of how to do it, and then as these expenses pile up and they realize they're not getting the, the participant numbers to, to justify them, to kind of offset them, then they're forced two weeks ahead of time to unfortunately leave the runners in the lurch, and what they do is they will cancel the race, they'll say, we're not offering any refunds because that was a stipulation in the you know, participant sign-up. Yep. Yeah, and then... Runners are, might be notified by an email. They might just go to the website of the race one day and see that it's shut down with a note that says we can no longer do this race. And it, unfortunately, while this is a relatively small problem within the theme racing world, these things have uh, a huge voice. A lot of people hear about them. We don't hear often about the successful races that happen week in and week, week out. But when something like these uh, unsuccessful races happen, they start to have mm. a ripple effect. Yeah, people and, broadcast and, them, people write about them, and and then we feel like, uh-oh, this is really happening. Well, but there's, there's been a rash of it, right? I mean, we saw it where Dirty Girl had, had ran into some financial issues as well, uh, kind of mid-summer, and, and we're, we're, we're canceling some races. Uh, there was the uh, the whole foam fiasco, as, as we, you know, as you can put it, where... You know what was what was promised wasn't delivered, and that that kind of sent a ripple through the whole the foam running right. genre, if you, if you want to call <laughs> and, it that. And even and yeah, and this was a this was a, a race. It was a five k race, and the theme was foam. I mean, foam five k. Like I told you, every fascination there's something for you. <laughs> and so they they advertised this race, which was supposed to be like one half five k, one half like nightclub rave rave with foam along the entire course. And the interesting thing about this particular race, it was put on by a couple. Um, I think it was out of 
North Carolina, and they were going to put on races in Wisconsin and Ohio and Dallas, like all these just really odd markets for a couple from North Carolina to be in, especially because they haven't put on any races before. Right. And they, you go to their website, and the first thing you see is like this giant party. Photos of this giant party and images of like people having a good time and everyone's wearing glow sticks and they're at some thing. And I'm thinking to myself as a reporter, like, they've never put this race on before. They've never Where done did they get these images? Stock and photos, unfortunately, man. what happened in that particular situation was that I, mean, I don't even know if they ended up putting on a race. They just found themselves very quickly in a financial hole and canceled a bunch of these races. And again, we that, that's what we hear about when we report the news. Exactly, and it ripples through the entire industry. Matt, stay with us through this break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Running Flat Radio on AM 800 CKLW. From the AM 800 News Center, your number one news source in Windsor-Essex, an information update with Paul Pedro. A new call center in Windsor is bringing at least 400 new jobs with it. HGS held a job fair at the Kubota Club last fall and received 1,600 applications. The call center should be up and running by the new year. A former business manager at the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers has been suspended or a sentence, rather, to a conditional discharge, two years probation, and 100 hours of community service. 59-year-old Saul Fuhrer pleaded guilty this morning to fraud under $5,000. He defrauded the union of around $13,000, which has since been repaid. And the local public school board has more students this fall than expected. Enrollment is up by 400 students at the elementary level and 300 pupils at the high school level. Ten more full-time teachers have been hired as a result of the increase. AM 800 Sports, the Tigers are home to the White Sox again tonight. Right now, scoreless top of the second. The Jays host the Mariners tonight in Game 2 of their series, and the Bluebirds are up 1-0 top of the second. And the Essex 73s are hosting Blenheim tonight in Junior C Hockey, and right now that game's scoreless in the first period. From the AM 800 Weather Center, tonight clear, a low of 8. Tomorrow, sunny, a high of 22. Wednesday night, clear again, a low of 12. Right now in Windsor, Essex, 17 Celsius, that's 63 Fahrenheit. I'm Paul Pedro, AM 800 News. When you're able to focus your mind and your body, anything's possible. From 5K runs to half marathons to the full 26.2 miles. We talk about it all on Running Flat Radio, Tuesdays, 7 till 8 on AM 800. You're listening to uh, Running Flat Radio, Chris Yuzinski, Kelly Steele, and uh, and just before the break, we were talking to uh, Matt McHugh, who's a contributor to Runner's World Magazine. Mm-hmm. He wrote this really interesting article that you can just Google called Why Many Theme Races Have Failed Lately, and it's kind of dear to my heart because of the work that I do with uh, with the uh, the color run, and, and of course, how we've also, Running Flat, have really grown large because we, we've made runs relevant and fun for people, mm-hmm. whether it was, you know, Rock Me Anaphylaxis, yeah, we do a zombie run as well, Matt, yeah. uh, called the Zombie Chase, which, by the way, is coming up and registration is open <laughs> on runningflat.com. I'd be uh, remiss if I didn't, 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 didn't push that. But, Matt, but, what Chris, what Chris, sorry, Chris. No, go ahead. What Chris and I were talking about on the break is uh, it's kind of sad because a lot of times you see um, some of these races, the registration fee is getting quite expensive, correct? And I, I think a lot right. of runners don't understand that. Um, I don't think they understand all the costs that are associated with putting this run, this run on. They look at it that you know what i paid 75 bucks and i got a t-shirt you know there you got tons of money that should be they i think they figure that a lot of these races are just pocketing the money and they're not i don't think they realize all the hidden costs to put one on especially the obstacle races 
Right, and, and you bring up an excellent point because I think that both is for the runner and for the race director. Why some of these race directors maybe entered the market, the steam race market, is because they sought easy money, right? I charge people 50 bucks to run a 5K. I get, you know, a couple thousand people. Boom, I've made a huge profit with relatively little effort. Yep. And unfortunately, on, on the other end of that is, is the runners who are saying, man, I, I, maybe I've run a 5K road race before, and I was charged twenty dollars, and now I'm running one with some, you know, color pellets for the for a color run, and I'm getting charged fifty dollars. Why are these races twice as much <laughs> if basically it's the same distance and with a little more more color? And when when we looked into it, uh, a couple of things we saw: sometimes the race insurance can cost a little more for an adventure race or an obstacle theme race, uh, depending on the kind of race. It's usually a little less with, with color runs, but the, some of these more complicated races, they do pay, you know, five, six, seven, eight times as much for their own race insurance. Um, sometimes, you know, like with the color run, for example, it, it's, a, it's a bigger race, and they, they have established themselves pretty well in the industry, so they like to rent out or, or have their races hosted at some pretty cool venues. Those right. can cost more. Or I was... I was actually, I had the chance in this article to speak with the founder of the Color Run, who was talking to me a little bit about they, what they put in their race packet um, between a shirt and all the different things that they put in the race packet. So, you know, the cost of that, which people expect these days, can be 30 or $40. Plus, after a race, um, you know, the, these races have evolved. They used to just be a pretty straightforward 5K road race. People would uh, stay afterwards, get their medals, and go home. Uh, these theme races are really great because they make a run more of a community event in a different sense. They make it like an entertainment event. And what do you have to have with entertainment? You have to have music. So afterwards, uh, the color run, you know, they send a DJ to almost all their races. Right. They send a big stage to all their races. These are things, uh, new additions to the road racing scene that cost money. That money is then put in the entry fees but people might not directly realize that. And, and you're so right. And, and a lot of things, and I don't want to sit here and go through real expenses or real numbers, but I'll, let me give you a couple of examples. If you're spending ten to twelve to $13,000 for stage and sound at an event, and if you're looking at, uh, oh, you know, like, let's just as a personal note for Windsor, you know, 85 room nights alone just for crew, um, you know, for a single event. I mean, all this really, really adds up. And, and But then again, it's it's a large-scale event production. And when you're doing large-scale event productions, you're paying. I mean, th those are those are real-world dollars that, that are coming out. And, you know, you're looking at venue costs, and you're 100% you're right, because Travis, uh, Travis Snyder, who you're talking about for the color on, Travis has got some of the best swag in the world. I mean, you know, the, you know, really high-end Egyptian cotton shirts were, were what was given out this year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, full full color sublimated uh, shirts uh, in the color run packets, and you know, no one gives those kinds of shirts out. I mean, those were those were real keepsakes, and um, you know, and you know, it's kind of like us and the way we kind of hunt down shirts, whether we're buying them out of Portland or we're getting them out of London or or wherever they're out of for each race. They're very very specific to that race, and and you want to give folks really cool swag. Uh, no matter what, mm -hmm. it's a it's a part of that process, right? You want that take home and like, wow, it's a cool shirt. And you also want it where they're actually going to wear the shirt over and over and over again. Absolutely. You don't you don't want to load it with mm -hmm. logos of 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 your your sponsors because you'll never like on a running flat shirt, you'll never find a supplier lo a sponsor logo. Yeah, they don't exist. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and, and that's something that I think some runners get, but they haven't all realized that, that uh, we don't do that because we actually want you to like your shirt and wear it all the time proudly. So anyway, it's, it's right. just kind of where, where the whole theme market's going. Where, where do you think we are going? Because I have a theory about theme races, and I have a theory about uh, what's happening this year, and I think it's based on a calendar year. I think what ends up happening is that folks look at, at running now like they would their entertainment budget or their household budget, and they say to themselves, oh, I'm going to do that race in May and June, and they'll do this one in July, and, and by, by the time we're hitting September, October, November, we're going, the well is dry, there's no more cash in the cupboard, and you know I would really like to do that, and the metal's really cool, but eh, Christmas is coming. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Matt? Yeah, I definitely, uh, I think, I think you know, like anything, running is an expense, so you have to budget for it correctly. And while it might be a quote-unquote healthy expense because it's good for you uh, in, in a different way than, let's say, going to the movies is, uh, it still costs real money. And so one of the things you, you have, where I might see the, the theme industry going is I think we're going to see a divide now between the established players yeah. asserting themselves a little more and some of these uh, aggressive but, but smaller companies who haven't quite established themselves uh, because they're, they're just not there um, fall to the wayside. And I think one of the challenges you see in a, in a crowded market like this is that I think there are something like 10 different kinds of color runs. They all have the word <laughs> color in them somewhere. There is the official <laughs> trademark, the color run, and then there's like, you know, every variation of how you can say color run yeah. is that. There, there, there's, and, eight, there's eight copycats, and they're all based out of Salt Lake City, Utah, <laughs> where the color runs right. out of it. You know what? I think there's a documentary just begging to be made <laughs> about how there could be eight copycats out of one city, and all of them know each other, and it's just, it's just I think it's an amazing story. <laughs> yeah, and what I think it, what, what happens is that, you know, some of these, for, for theme races, maybe some of the participants are new to running. This might be their first ever road race. Uh, they might be just trying it out because a theme race is kind of that, that blending between an actual race and entertainment. And so people, unfortunately, they don't know, though. They might not know there are 10 different color runs. And these, these companies all come into markets that maybe can't sustain the number of theme races. So I think when I was looking at my story, you know, there were small markets in the U.S., 60,000 people, and five or six color runs would go into these markets <laughs> per year. Now, I mean, they can only sustain so many um, racers per year, and, and, you know, if somebody does two color runs at the beginning of the year, they might not do the color run, even though it's held in October, because they've done the event, they've paid the money, you know. They're, uh, they're not going to support every theme race that comes to town. And, and I think that's also the case, too, with a lot of obstacle. I, I personally, this is a personal note of mine, I don't know anyone who's done Tough Mudder twice. And, 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 yeah. and, I'm, not, and I'm not picking out Tough Mudder or, or anyone specifically. It's just that, obviously, that's the biggest brand in, in, in obstacle, Spartan, Tough Mudder. Um, but I don't know anyone who's done it twice, where, you know, I know someone who's done Detroit Marathon or our marathon every single year it's been open. Um, and, right. and, and I, and I, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. Well, and I think now what you're going to have to see is, even when I was talking with Travis Snyder, who again founded the Color Run, sparked this, this whole wave of innovation, now they are rapidly trying to come up with the next, quote-unquote, Color Run. You know, they've done this. They've, 
they've taken over over 100 markets with this race. It's proven to be very successful, but they also are, are facing, I think, the same challenge, which is, okay, somebody has done our race once, maybe they've done it twice. What can we do besides having a race with, with colored powder that gets people interested? And if they're only going to do a few races of the year, make sure that it's, it's one of ours because we're delivering something creative and new and that, that hasn't been seen yet in the industry. Unique and high-end and value for dollar. I mean, there's a lot of fa factors in that alchemy of what makes a great race. And, right. uh, and, and Travis is a master at it. And uh, I love working with him and, and, and his crew. Uh, because uh, they've always they've got a mantra in, in their own heads of you know what's the best value for these runners and how do we give them the best experience in the world and uh, I really appreciate that. Hey Mac, can, can you stick with us through this next break because I want you to come back and I want to talk about your book, uh, An Honorable Run, when we come back. Sure. Yeah, you're listening. You're listening to uh, Running Flat Radio on AM 800 CKLW. Factory here. Sales event. How big is it? Whoa, consider it authorized. It's the factory authorized seven-day clear-out at your Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram retailer. Seven days you can't afford to miss. Get a 2014 Ram SXT Quad Cab 4x4 for less than $27,000. Or step up to the Crew Cab 4x4 with more comfort, more storage, and more options for only $20 more bi-weekly. But hurry, the seven days are over Friday. See your retailer today. The Spitfires are back. And want you to be a part of the action as they celebrate 40 years of exciting OHL hockey. Seats are still available for the home opener Friday, September 26th as the Spits take on projected number one NHL draft pick Connor McDavid and the Erie Otters. Get there early for the pregame party featuring a live performance by Mike Yerband, face painting, games, prizes, and more. Doors open at 4.30. For tickets, buy online at spitfires.com or call the tech-savvy box office at 519-254-5000. The AM800 Payback is on. Is on. Is on. It's Patty Handyside from the Afternoon News. And boy, have I had a good time out of the Zares on Malden Road in LaSalle, bringing some money out, paying for some groceries. Boy, did we take people by surprise to see the looks on their faces as I'm shaking their hand, their hand and introducing myself, saying, hey, we're just here to thank you for making us the number one station in Windsor, Essex. Oh, it's fantastic. Say, oh no, that's on us. And you behind, that's on us too. Oh, it's just, it was just wonderful. And to see people just say, I can't believe this is happening. This has just made my week. That's what we're out to do. We are out to pay back everyone for making us number one. And we're doing it by picking up the tab wherever you are, here and there. You never know where you're going to find us. So keep your eyes open. Watch for the AM800 payback. I'm Patty Handyside. Keep listening to AM800. Visit Larry Reno Ford and RV Sales this Friday through Sunday for their huge fall blowout inventory clearance sale. Shop over 300 new and used travel trailers, fifth wheels, hybrids, tent campers, motorhomes, truck campers, cars, trucks, and SUVs. Find that RV or vehicle you've been looking for. Blowout pricing on the largest selection of inventory ever. Visit our parts store for end-of-the-season deals. Shop for your new vehicle or travel trailer this Friday through Sunday at Larry Reno Ford and RV Sales in Harrow. Visit RenoRVSales.com for details. Now the forecast from the AM800 Weather Center. Clear tonight with a low of 8. Sunshine and plenty of it tomorrow, a high of 22. Clear again Wednesday night, a low of 12. More sunshine Thursday and Friday, high of 22 Thursday, 24 Friday. And the sunshine continues Saturday and Sunday, high of 24 Saturday, 25 Sunday. 
Once again tonight, clear, a low of 8. Tomorrow, lots of sunshine in store, a high of 22. Wednesday night, clear again and a low of 12. Let's be honest. Everyone wants to spend less of their hard-earned money on things like car insurance. So here's some good news. Right now, Allstate is proud to announce new lower auto rates here in Ontario. So if you haven't already thought about switching to Allstate, now's the perfect time. Get honest protection at a great price. Talk to your local Allstate agent. Get personalized service and advice from one of three Allstate agencies in the Windsor area. Find yours at allstate.ca slash local. Breaks, takes, taken, token, broken. Small changes are all it takes for breaks to become broken. When it comes to your Ford, using anything other than genuine Ford or Motorcraft brake pads could alter the way your entire braking system performs. It's a small change that could change everything. So trust only Ford Motorcraft brake pads, installed from only $189.99, including a lifetime warranty. And when it comes to your Ford, beware of parts unknown. See participating store for conditions and details. Taxes extra. CTV this fall. This is criminal law 100. Does making the grade. How'd you get this? Mean breaking the law. It wasn't exactly legal. Starring Academy Award nominee Viola Davis. We just have to get creative. This is murder. Shut up! From Shonda Rhimes, the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy. The world. How to get away with murder. Thursday at 10 on CTV. AM 800. I listen to you guys every day faithfully because honestly and truly, AM 800 is the best source of news and talk for Windsor. CKLW. Helping you achieve your personal best. This is Running Flat Radio with Chris Yuzinski on AM 800. I love that song. Chrissy Zinski, Kelly Steele, Running Flat Radio. Matt McHugh from uh, Runner's World Magazine is on the line. So, Matt, thanks for joining us tonight. But just before just before we uh, we sign off with you, I really want to talk about your book, An Honorable Run. I mean, you were a collegiate cross-country runner. You had uh, a couple coaches. Uh, tell us more about the book. Yeah, I was a, uh, a guy who fell under running uh, by complete accident. The whole reason I, I went out for the... the track team as a seventh grader was to impress a girl like that was my sole reason to like take up long distance running did you, did you and, do it uh, i was just gonna ask did it work <laughs> unfortunately uh i never got her to go out with me Aww. but the, the silver lining was that i developed this this love for long distance running from an early age and i more than maybe the running i just love the uh, the fact that in running, you know, hard work can definitely pay off with some kind of result. I mean, you might not be the most talented person, but if you're willing to put in the hours, you can often see, you know, PR's uh, self-improvement. And so I was a kid from Iowa, uh, the state of Iowa, who had big aspirations at, at every level, and I wanted to go running college. I wasn't recruited by anyone, but I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I thought I was pretty hot stuff. So hot, in fact, that no matter what my, my coach said, you know, I, I often didn't listen to him because I was a, a 17, 18-year-old with these big dreams on the fast track. I was, gonna go, I was going places. And uh, over the course of a year, I, I kind of wrote and connected and, and more or less stalked the University of Colorado uh, running coach, Coach Wetmore, who was in charge of this national championship program out in Boulder. 
And long story short is I ended up moving out to, to go to school in Colorado after high school, and I made his team. I ran for him for four years, and what happened was very surprising to me, and it was that I came of age. And through running, I learned a lot more about life. And one of the most important things I learned uh, was that this high school coach, Coach Brown, who I didn't quite listen to when I was a young hotshot, mm-hmm. had a lot more, more wisdom and advice um, than I ever gave him credit for. And he was a man who taught me about life uh, through running with you know phrases like giving nothing but your best or today I gave everything I had and what I lost forever. And even though it's been about 10 years since I ran in college and almost 20 since high school, I still think of you know, the things Coach Brown taught me at a high school track, and I apply them to my life now in New York City. So my book, An Honorable Run, is basically just about chasing dreams, perseverance, and a lot about the, the wisdom, the life wisdom you can get through running, especially if you have these stage coaches who are there to help you along the way. Awesome. Matt, thanks for joining us. Uh, Matt McHugh, uh, uh, this book, The Honorable Run, is available on Amazon. And I believe it's also available through Chapters. Uh, thanks for joining us on Running Fly Radio. Thank you, guys. So we have to do Song of the Week. And you can't do the first day of autumn without My Sweet Summer is Gone by the Dirty Heads. The Song of the Week on Running Flat Radio. My sweet summer's gone. Left me And it is gone. It's not sad. <laughs> so when you look at your your, your running calendar, uh, we, we've got a couple really great races left left in our community. We have uh, Zombie Chase coming up October 11th uh, at the waterfront uh, in Windsor by the bridge. It's it's great at dusk. We we leave we, we let the, the the runners go out and then about three minutes later when it gets dark we let the zombies after them <laughs> and uh, it's a zombie chase but it's a lot of fun it's great family fun we we have a ton of families that show up and and dress the kids up and of course we have uh, metal that uh, uh, this year is a glow in the dark female zombie metal nice. uh, and and this metal has well last year's metal was the metal to run for in the country by iRun Magazine, or by uh, Get Out There Magazine, sorry. And uh, so this year we, we've made a female version of it, and we should be able to release a picture, I think, next week or the week after when the, when the medals come in. And, uh, and and that's all on runningflat.com. So go to runningflat.com, take a look around, and, uh, and make sure you go to Zombie Chase. The other race that will be opening up very shortly, you know, we keep saying it's week to week, is Le Chocolat. Right for mm-hmm. for May, so that that should be opening up soon, and uh, and, and so it will be another half marathon. But this year we're going to get the course that we want. We're fighting really really hard to shut down everything from Lozon Road to the bridge oh, on Riverside awesome. Drive. Give us the whole kit and caboodle, and we're going to make it happen. And we'll bring the world to Windsor, and we'll show you what a great race that could be. Well, fingers crossed on that because uh, that would be amazing. We're working it. We're working it. So it's uh, it's definitely going to be a, an interesting uh, winner. We've got a whole bunch of new races that we're introducing as well mm-hmm. uh, for June and July, and there's a, there's actually a new one in August. 
and next September we're doing something completely different that I think people will will uh, will definitely. I uh, go. Uh, you know what? I think we'll try that. I, I think it's going to be one of those races that they're going to want to try. And of course, we're looking at uh, our Canada Day race. Will also be in, in multiple cities next year. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, going on. A couple of things I did want in the last couple minutes, you know, I really want to thank the, the 300 plus volunteers that came out to uh, the Heroes Weekend. I mean, you, you can't do any kind of major community event of that size, of that status, without a lot of volunteers and a lot of folks that really care. Absolutely. And, and a lot of folks that care in the community, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, don't forget all the people that came out with the coffee mugs, you know, early in the morning to watch the runners go mm-hmm. by and cheer them on and, and welcome to Mark, to welcome them to, to the Amherstburg community. But, you know, I, since I'm on the soapbox, there's a couple of things I do want to say, and that <laughs> is in the town of Amherstburg, we really, really need to take a look at accommodations and bringing people into the homes. We had 600 tourist runners as we call them you know folks from an hour and a half and beyond i mean when you look at the map of canada alone and you look at just the canadian contingent of runners we had uh, akalawit northwest territories Mm -hmm. we had uh vancouver we had st john's newfoundland so we actually had the country completely covered on all four corners that were racing last weekend and unfortunately all of them were staying in the city of windsor that is sad a half hour away Eaten in the Windsor restaurants, too, right? Well, sure. You know, a great business for Windsor, you know, for, for hotels, restaurants, and everything else. But what has it done for the community of Amherstburg? Yep. And, uh, and it's the community of Amherstburg that people are coming to enjoy and race on. And uh, so, you know, I think there's a lot of deep thinking that's got to go on through this next process of elections mm-hmm. and, and where, where the town wants to go. Um, if they want to capture some of that revenue and be able to use that as local economic development dollars. Because you guys only have, what, is it only Duffy's now? Or is Duffy's even still there? Uh, Duffy's, I believe, is still doing accommodations. But, you know, it, nonetheless, I mean, it's, it's all about, you know, even if you built a mega hotel, I mean, yeah. it's still not going to hold 600 people. What you need to do is you need to do what other communities do for Iron Man, whether it was what Penticton did or what uh, Lake Placid does or what anyone does in any major event mm-hmm. city when they're bringing a huge event into the city, and that's billet people into houses. Yep. Billet them into the homes of residents that have the extra room, that are empty nesters. We've got two rooms. Wouldn't it be great if someone from Ottawa came down and stayed with us a weekend and we gave them that cultural immersion of what was going on in our community, gave them the stories, gave them the yep. backstories, you know, told them where to go, where to eat, you know. Well, especially Amherstburg, there's so much history in Amherstburg, and everyone who lives in Amherstburg is so proud of their community and Absolutely. the history. And it's a gorgeous town. Yes. And, and, and some that, very cool restaurants as well. But, but that's what all major tourist communities do mm-hmm. in regards to dealing with large events. You know, when there's like a a championship skiing, you know, in, in Whistler or, or anything else that's going on. It's, they rely a lot on citizens to open up their doors and bring people in. And, and I hope that we can do more of that in, in the town of Amherstburg because that would help that event grow dramatically for, from foreigners to come into that community and keep keep bringing more and more people in. So that my soapbox, I'm going to get off, I'm gonna get <laughs> off, my, I'm gonna get off my soapbox now and I'm going to walk away and I'm going to say thank you very much for joining us on this week's Running Flat Radio. Next week, we talk Hanson's and Hanson's training. Jay's back in. I'm really interested We have in a Hanson's coach in, in studio with us and we're going to talk about running. I'm looking forward to that. Keep running. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah.
And that's the end of it. End of episode. Running Flat Radio with Chris Yazinski. Tuesday night, 7 till 8 on AM 800. Running Flat Radio is a paid program. Local news is next on AM 800 CKLW, the information station. Why not take...